and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.FM or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. Adam is out of town for work at the moment, so you're just getting me this time. I apologize for that in advance. And together, you and I are going to be listening to Feels Like, the debut album from the Nashville band Bully. It starts off by going from 0 to 60 from the first few seconds. track called I Remember. It's the kind of first song that just really grabs you by the throat and makes sure you're paying attention. It also sets up the record thematically because this is really an album where Alicia Bognano, who is Bully's vocalist, guitarist, and songwriter, is looking back on her past and a lot of situations and relationships that it seems like she has regrets about. And by the way, I say vocalist, guitarist, and songwriter, but she also recorded and produced the record herself at C. Valbini Studio in Chicago, where she'd been an intern. The whole thing is kind of a crazy story. She went to college to do audio engineering, and she's really interested. She's always been interested in analog production. And Steve Albini, who's of course a legendary producer, has this amazing analog setup at Electric Audio in Chicago, and she was allowed to use it in her off time while she was interning there. So she's really starting off on kind of a different foot than a lot of bands in recording their first record. She said in an interview that I read that she used ambient mics to record the vocals and drums on this track, and that's a trick that I've got to assume Albini taught her, and I think it really works here. The next song is called Reason, and you can really hear the analog warmth in the guitar tone on this track in particular. At least I can, or maybe it's just me. I like how that track is so sort of upbeat and sing-songy and she's remembering her family's house by the lake and it covers a lot of pleasant territory, but the melody line from the guitar and the drums really propel the song forward. 
Bully's guitarist, by the way, is named Stuart Copeland, and it's funny to see every mention of him in the music press have to clarify that he's no relation to Stuart Copeland, the drummer from The Police, but they even spell it in the same way with an S-T-E-W instead of S-T-U. I feel like the drums and the guitar really race to keep up with each other, and that's where a lot of the energy comes from on this record. So if you haven't noticed yet, this whole album has a real 90s sound to it, and younger people may not remember back when Courtney Love was the frontwoman for Hole and they were a well-respected rock band. And there are several songs on here that really remind me of that Pretty on the Inside era Hole. One of them in particular is this next song, Too Tough. I think it's the way she just howls, wear me down, at the end there that makes me think of Hole. But of course, the whole audio production and sound is very Veruca Salt and very 90s generally. I have to assume that interning with Steve Albini had an effect on that because he's, of course, the legendary producer who worked with Nirvana and the Pixies and a lot of bands who really defined the sound of that era. In the 90s are when I was an undergrad, so I do have a lot of affection for that time period in music. But I think this is a really good album and certainly a terrific debut album, even independent of that. And separate from the sound, I think the lyrics are interesting too. Throughout this album, and in that last track in particular, the way she describes people in what I have to assume are past relationships are specific enough to be interesting, like in I Remember when she's kind of listing memories and she says, I remember when I met your dad, I remember what you do at Christmas, but generic enough to be relatable. You know, haven't we all been in a relationship with someone who is so concerned with trying to seem tough that he couldn't be genuine or talk about problems? And it helps that the drama here is all kind of -of run-of-the-mill young person problems. Like, you're in a relationship with someone who's bad for you. You accidentally hurt someone you care about. It all just captures the experience of being at that time in your life. Alicia Bognano is in her mid-20s, and I think she's 25 or 26. And a lot of this is looking back backward a few years. And so it's a time when you're just sort of figuring things out and making mistakes along the way. And she conveys that in a really genuine way. They both 
love that track. It's called Brain Freeze, which was the first song of their self-titled EP that Bully originally put out. They reworked a lot of those songs for this album. It's also the name of drummer Stuart Copeland's pop-up comic book shop in Nashville, which I thought was cute. But the song again demonstrates Bognano's great way with words. And the lyric that I really love is, Your lies are thicker than my milkshake, but they both make my stomach ache, and they're both slowly weighing me down. And it's that sense of humor, even in the face of kind of a depressing situation, that brings a lightness to this record that I find really charming. The album's title, Feels Like, is really fitting because this is an album about being young enough to really feel all this with an intensity that tends to fade as you grow older. And that part reminds me of Weezer too, the emotion and the anxiety, if not the sound. That's probably best demonstrated by this next song, Trying. The next verse, which comes after where I faded out, has the lyric, there's no flawless education, just a stupid degree. And Bognano has mentioned in interviews that a lot of this record is looking back on her mixed feelings about her college experience. I'm going to quote her from an interview I read where her program sounds like a lot of art school programs where she says, quote, a lot of people don't finish in an audio engineering program and the people that don't finish are really bitter. All you hear is, oh, there's no money in it. And I definitely felt isolated through a lot of the program because there was maybe another girl or two in my classes if I was lucky. In the end, I'm just glad I found something that I like to do. And boy, it sounds like she really did get lucky here. There's really great pacing on this track and the way that it starts out soft and sweet and introspective and then slowly gets less patient and more frustrated is executed well. You'll notice that I'm playing most of these tracks starting from the beginning because their structures are not that sophisticated. It's pretty much two to three minutes of verse, chorus, verse, but that's not a dig. They do what they're setting out to do. That being said, the next song, Trash, is the only one on this record that sort of fell flat for me. See if you agree. Yes. 
song effectively sets the tone that she's trying to set, don't get me wrong. I think with that minor key guitar line that's slightly off tune, I think, and then the loud, quiet, loud Pixies thing where it starts out subdued, but then just opens up into this really angry, harsh vocal style, you really get the anxiety and anger that she's feeling. Um, And I think the drums also do a good job of pacing the song and kind of ramping the intensity up and down. But at the same time, I'm not really sure what she's upset about. The lyrics are too vague. And I think this might be a song where she just didn't feel able to expose herself the way she does on the other songs. And, you know, that's a problem that all artists have to wrestle with. And luckily, Bully follows it up with my favorite track on this record, which comes next, and it's called Six. That's a terrific guitar solo there, and I don't want it to get lost in the fact that Bugnano wrote, produced, mixed, and sang this whole record, that she's also a very talented guitarist. The speed and dexterity of those guitar lines, along with the drums, um, are what give it so much life, at least to me. Anyway, this song is based on a real event, and I love it because it captures both the emotion of the moment and what her understanding of it is in retrospect. It starts out talking about when she was six and accidentally broke her sister's arm and feels so guilty about it that two years later, when she breaks her own arm, she sleeps on it for a night before telling anyone. And as she sings, I know it didn't make us even, but you can tell that she's hoping for some sort of atonement or redemption from drawing out her pain when she has the same injury. I love it because on the surface, it tells this specific emotionally complex story But it also addresses the broader way in which women often put themselves in the position of going through life seeking redemption for harms they believe they've done. And she really captures that sense that you can never do enough to right the past wrongs. You can never do enough atonement. And it's very honest and it struck a chord with me and it also just has a great melody. So heading into the end of this record, which is only about half an hour long, it's very short. It's um, 10 tracks and then one bonus track or whatever. It's like a you know, hidden track at the end. Anyway, we get another sort of angry, angsty song, and that's called Picture.
This is another song that takes the emotion of one particular moment and unspools it into a bigger picture of where those emotions are really coming from. The low end of a bass, or maybe that's just the low end guitar, combined with that high needling guitar line that's just a bit distorted, and they do a good job of conveying an unsettled feeling. And then the lyrics are about hating to have her picture taken because she just can't stand being fixed in time at a time where she's not even sure who she is and she's figuring all these things out and taking a picture is sort of a way of making that moment permanent and she doesn't want to do that. She She sings, every time I try to progress, I keep going back at best. And it just continues the theme of anxiety and urgency and this desire to move forward but being hampered. And she doesn't want a picture that's going to fix her in the now and some, in some way kind of hold her back in an existential way. There's also the lyric, they're never going to take me and they're never going to understand. And that also kind of seems like she's buying into the superstition that a photo somehow like steals your soul or, you know, is going to fix you at this moment, you know, like a butterfly pinned to a display board in a way that is not going to let her go forward and be her full self. So now we're going into what is either the penultimate track or the next to penultimate track, depending on whether you count that hidden track at the end there. And it's called Milkman. has so much joy with that loopy guitar line and the upbeat drumming and it comes together with the lyrics to effectively convey the feeling of as she sings in the chorus I've got this feeling makes me want to run and it's just that feeling of having a racing mind that you cannot run and you just can't sit still and that's definitely something I can relate to and I know Adam would say the same thing if he were here but the way the drums almost feel like they're stumbling over themselves but don't there's a real controlled madness there that really makes this album shine So the last official track on this album is called Bully, and it goes like this.
That line, I'm not your water boy, I don't want to be on your team, made me really think she was articulating what it's like to be a woman in a mostly male profession, or at least her audio engineering program, which is always hard. But on this last track, the song I just played ends and then goes into this last hidden track, which does a great job of bookending this album from a thematic perspective. So you remember we started out with this very angry track called I Remember, where she's sort of free associating all these memories from a past relationship and, you know, things that she maybe thinks she did wrong. And then the entirety of the album is looking back on situations that she has sort of gained a different perspective on as she has gotten older and as her life has changed. So then we get to this hidden track and the lyrics are addressing someone who she's telling just needs to leave the past behind and move on. There's a line where she sings, it's time to stop pointing fingers. Come on, buck up, Billy, be a man. You get the sense that this album is sort of a catharsis for her, where she lays out all the baggage that she's been dragging around in her life, whether it's breaking her sister's arm, treating past romantic partners poorly, being kind of a doormat in a relationship, and says basically, okay, I've apologized both to you and to myself, and I'm ready to move on. And I think that's a pretty good place to end an album like this. So we'll go out with that last hidden track. I've been walking you through the debut album by Bully called Feels Like, and this has been For the Record. Thanks for listening. Next time, Adam will be back.